Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. To oh, when the town with Luke Gregory. Hello and welcome to Oh, when the town. And here's what's coming up today. Jack Stacey joins us to look back at what was an incredibly memorable league title winning season. And then everyone around us in, in the three rows above and below were suddenly invested in this this Portsmouth game, even though we were at Tottenham versus Ajax. We also look back and discuss some of the best moments of that season. No, I know. For me, I know the one game that really stood out for me, and I said to you, I think I said to you all. I think the thing that turned it for us was that uh, victory over Oxford in the last minute. We also answer your Instagram questions and loads more. And tonight, I am joined by Bataro, Steve and Dave across Hello. Zoom. Evening, boys. Evening. Good evening. All right. You're good. Yeah, getting by. Getting by. So. so. Hopefully coming to the end of this lockdown, so we're okay. getting there. Well, everyone has been... Loving the hype around this Jack Stacey interview. Um, so I wanted to start the podcast off today by getting straight into that Jack Stacey interview. So here's what he had to say about last season's promotion winning year. Well, Jack, thanks for joining us. It's just over a year since Luton won promotion to the championship. I want to know what you were up to the night it was all confirmed. And um, how did you find out the result in the end? Yeah, well, I was actually at um, a Tottenham versus Ajax game with my dad. Because um, I, I remember Portsmouth were, were playing, I think they were playing Peterborough that night. We didn't really give them much much hope, to be honest. We thought Portsmouth would win that and it would all go down to our game um, against Oxford on the Saturday. So we hadn't planned anything. And then um, I was at the game and my, me and my dad were saying, all right, we're not going to check the score, we're not going to check the score. Looked at half time and I think it had a chance. And then he sort of mentioned to a few people around around us and I said to him, stop, don't, don't look, don't look. And and then everyone around us in the, in the three rows above and below were suddenly invested in this, this Portsmouth game, even though we were at Tottenham versus Ajax. And they were telling us, oh, Peter I've just scored. Uh, I think it was 3-2, the, the score. And then from then on, I was just refreshing my phone. I forgot I was even, even at a game. Um, I remember it went into the, the Luton group chat and we said, listen, lads, let's meet up in London straight away. Like, we've got to celebrate this. Um, so we all, we all met up with uh, each other. Obviously, we knew we had a game on Saturday, but we celebrated that night. So it was a, it was a great day. That definitely was a, a great evening. So you got the, the whole squad into London. It wasn't far for you, obviously, if you're at Tottenham, but whole squad into London, a few drinks. Yeah, yeah, we all met up. A um, few drinks. We had the Wednesday off anyway. So, yeah, we met up. We had a few drinks. You know, it was a bit of singing and stuff. It was, it was all good. It was, it was a great night. It was one of them games, that Peterborough-Portsmouth game, because Portsmouth had taken the lead with that offside goal because I got a text through on my phone saying Portsmouth 3-2 and I was like, oh, well, that's that then. That's, that's going to go down to Saturday. And I get a text seconds later saying disallowed now Peterborough 3-2. And I was just like, what's even happening? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that as well. It's crazy. But yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It was a mad game. Mad season as well, really. I don't think any Luton fan would have predicted what happened that season. At the start of the season, was there any talk of that that could potentially happen? Or was it, um, you know, we can survive in League One? Do you know what? 
when we were away in Slovenia at the beginning of the season, we, we had a group goal to come together and we said we wanted to make the playoffs and that was our goal. Um, I remember Sonny Bradley saying actually that he'd just come from Plymouth who had just missed out on playoffs the year before, I believe. And he said the, the squad that we had was easily capable of um, just as good as the Plymouth squad and, and capable of getting to the playoffs. So, you know, there's a few of us that hadn't played at League One level before, but the ones that had saying, listen, we've got a real chance. I think even the, um, the way that the game's played at this level, it's slightly more suited for our style of play. So let's aim for the playoffs and, and see what we can do. So that, that was our aim from the beginning, yeah. And with that first half of the season, obviously it was a bit of a tough start to the campaign and you know three you look at league one in terms of teams three big teams in Portsmouth and Sunderland and, and Peterborough so it was quite a tough start but I kind of feel like the start of the season went a bit like under the radar because there were some big results in there like the 5-1 win against Plymouth followed by 4-0 against Bradford and that 2-1 win away at Oxford was the first away win of the season like I guess at that time that must have been a big confidence boost because that came in like the 97th or 8th minute I think from Dan Potts. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously the first three games were like a, a baptism of fire, really. We played the three, one of the three biggest teams, one of the, the leading teams that we knew were going to be up there. And obviously from the outside, the results weren't the best. But I think within the club, and I think even the supporters um, knew that we'd performed well enough to, to be able to compete with these, these teams. Obviously, we hadn't got the results. But strangely enough, that did actually give us the confidence that we could, we could compete in this league. And like you said, it sort of helped us because we were under the radar from there, despite some some big results and you know, I think that Oxford game was was massive uh, first away win and it sort of was in the middle of or the start of a really good run where we just seemed to keep moving up the table. And it, it got just more positive as, as the weeks went on, the unbeaten run started and uh, a lot of fans talk about the togetherness of the team and they just felt, I think everyone felt together last season and obviously that grew a lot stronger when Nathan Jones left and we had that Sunderland game and it was Mick's first game in charge. What do you feel like, you know, the togetherness of the, the team and the squad from that Sunderland game? Do you reckon it grew from there? Yeah, for me, that, that Sunderland game was um, one of the most important of the season. It was a massive game away from home. Just lost our manager. Um, you know, I just remember before the, before the game, uh, walking over to the fans and despite being up in the gods, you know, it was, it was an unbelievable sound and it, it sort of showed everyone all right, listen, the, the team, just, you know, no matter how good a job the manager had done, the, the team and the squad and the fans have to come together now and, and we can still achieve what we want to achieve. And then we put in a good performance that day and that was sort of the start of, of another run. Do you feel um, Mick Harford had a massive impact on, on keeping this togetherness with the, the squad? Yeah, massive. Um, I, I've said it before, I don't think there's any other man that could have done the job that Mick did that Mick came in and did you know it wasn't just it wasn't about um, changing us tactically uh, personnel because we, we knew we had that it was it was just about the togetherness uh, morale keeping the squad together and Mick was the perfect man to do that and I don't think you can talk about that season at all with arguably the, without the, the standout game you know we asked the fans of the podcast the standout game they've all said the Portsmouth one um what what do you remember from that night, really? Because the snow was all over the pitch at Kenilworth Road. It's probably the best first half we've ever seen from a Luton team, some have said. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, that I remember snow on the pitch. It was the end of a... I think January was a very tough run of fixtures for us, and this was sort of the, the final test of that. And we've 
you know, if you thought if we could overcome tonight, if we can beat Porto, if we've given ourselves a real chance. Um, the first half, just everything came together. I don't think Porto were really ready or expecting the quality that we brought that night. And then, obviously, second half, they came back into it. But they played, they were a good team, so they're always going to come back into it. Um, it was up and down. And then, obviously, the George Moncur free kick was just, yeah, it was, it was an unbelievable night. And like you said, it's probably one of my favourite memories um, from that season as well. When that ball hits the net, because it's, it's quite hard for a fan to try and figure out what that just feels like and sounds like when you're on the pitch. Like hearing that roar when that ball hits the back of the net and seeing George just run over to that tunnel and do the slide on his knees. I think you joined him in the celebrations as well. Like what, what does that feel like as a player? Are you just, just lost in them emotions? Yeah, I think in those times, um, it, it feels the same to a player as it, as it does to a fan. You know, you just, like you said, lost in the emotions. I was running around aimlessly and then I'm sprinting after George Moncur. Um, yeah, it's obviously such a such a good feeling, and um, yeah, the, the same as any fan, you just you lose your emotions, really. Do you think playing in the snow had any impact on on the game? Did it change the game plan, or was it we go out there and we do what we normally do, just in the snow? Yeah, it didn't it didn't change the game plan at all. I mean, the pitch was actually very slick, so if anything, it almost helped helped us. Um, Pass the ball and, and pass through Portsmouth. So yeah, we didn't do anything differently. We just we knew if we could we play at our best and, and we could beat them, and, and we did. And I guess then that just that did just set it up. And I think that's a, a, a stage where a lot of Luton fans believed that you know this could be a positive season because I, I think being a Luton fan, a lot of them would agree that you can never get too excited because things happen. And it got into that stage of the last five game of the season. The unbeaten run at Charlton came to an end. Um, and then there was them two games, Wimbledon, the, the draw and the Burton defeat. Would you say there was any nerves in the squad going into them final, you know, five or six games of the season? Um, yeah, I feel like we'd gone from a position of chasing to then we were at the top for a long time. And I mean, of course, you can't win every game and go and beat for, for such a long time. But because we weren't used to losing, maybe there was a, a bit of a slip up. I mean, even the performance against Charlton wasn't the best, but against Wimbledon, I thought we played well. We were unlucky not to win. And so you're thinking maybe, you know, maybe this is not for us. But um, to be honest, I felt like we, we were always going to get the job done. It was a little slip up, but um, in the end, obviously, we did. And then I guess it just comes down to that that Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it was Peterborough and Portsmouth played and the promotion being confirmed. And I guess that meant Saturday when we played Oxford, it was less pressure of, you know, going to have to win for promotion and it was, you know, let's just go get the title. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously after the Burton game, um, we we were just so focused on that Oxford game. It was all, all up from, you know, probably the final whistle at Burton. We looked at the table, etc. And we, okay, all um, focus was on the Oxford game. And then, like you said, the Tuesday night, it happened, we got promoted and it took a little bit of pressure off. Um, but from then it was, okay, lads, we believe we've been the best team in this division. Um, you know, we feel like we, we should be worthy of being champions. So let's go out there and, and, and get the champions. So we're, we're fully focused, still obviously on winning uh, the game against Oxford, just with a little bit of the pressure taken off. And that just capped, I guess, just a, a wonderful season. And for you, your two seasons at Luton, you've won promotion in the first, won the league in the second. How would you sum up them, them two seasons of, of being a Luton player? Yeah, of course, if I look back now, it's... it's Unbelievably happy memories, you know, two successful seasons. Um, 
where I feel like I, I developed along with I went along with the club and when I joined the aim was to to get the club back to back towards the right path and where it where it deserves to be and I think uh, hopefully I helped um, to achieve that. And a player you had a pretty good partnership with during you know your, your playing times at Luton was Shinny. It seemed to be whenever he got the ball it would always be towards you and it'd always be like the assist of the assist or maybe him assisting you for a goal. Like that partnership just seemed to work so perfectly. Yeah, he's such a he's such a good technical player, but also so um, an intelligent footballer. Um, so for me, it meant that I knew if he had the ball, I could, I could make the run and it would be seen. Whereas you know, sometimes players might not see you or might might not want to to see you, so you don't end up making the run. So it was just a combination of things, um, unselfishness as well from him, where he would, like you said, assist to the assist. He, he doesn't get any any credit for that apart from you know Luton fans and people that understand the game but you know it's it's just credit to him really that we we ended up forming such a good partnership and you still stand in touch with some of the the boys at Luton yeah I speak to quite a few of them um you know over this this time it's quite interesting to know how other teams are are dealing with you know what's going on and how they're staying fit and obviously throughout the whole season I've been keeping an eye on the Luton results um and messaging after games and, and yeah, just getting to know what's going on well, for you personally, being in the Premier League has been, I'm sure, a highlight of your career so far. Um, how, how have you found your first season in the Premier League, or so far, I guess you could say? Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I've come in for, for periods of time, played, I felt like I've done well, and then you know, lost my place either to injury or you know, another player coming in. So it's been, it's been up and down, but I felt like I, I was improving with every game. Um, Getting used to the, the, it's a massive step up in intensity, but I felt like I was adapting to that. So, yeah, I'm just excited to, to get back playing really now. I was going to say, what's the step up like then from being just a League One, you know, League Two player, I guess, two years ago to be in the Premier League? That, that, it must be a big step up. Yeah, of course. I mean, first of all, is intensity. The, the physicality of the league is probably one of the most physical in, in the world. So there's that. And then, you know, the, the, the calibre of the player up against. Um, you, you can't, you have to focus for, for a solid 95 minutes, you know, maybe at times at Luton we were freeing it up, wherever, and the last half an hour you could take your, your foot off the gas a little bit, but um, no, not in the Premier League. So you, who would you say the, the toughest player you've faced so far then in the Premier League is? There must be uh, Yeah, there's, there's been a few. Um, you know, everyone poses different, different threats, but I think the two for me were probably um, Son at Tottenham, and uh, Mane for Liverpool, just because I think there's the relentlessness. They're, they're always looking to make runs in behind. Um, sometimes in, in League One or League Two, you can you can do a job on a winger for the, in the first half or the first half an hour, and, and you know you've got him for the day. Whereas Son and Mane, I felt like I, I did well to start with, with them, but that doesn't deter them. They keep trying to get in behind, keep trying to get the ball, and just the confidence and, and the physicality of them both was probably the best two I played against. Well, I certainly wish you luck then when the season resumes, uh, or if and when it, it does, I guess. And hope Bournemouth can push for survival. And, and I guess we hope we see you at Kenilworth Road maybe in the future, Jack. It'd be, be great to see you back there. Yeah, obviously I was gutted. I was injured for the, for the FA Cup game against, against Luton. It would have been great to obviously see all the players and play in front of the fans again. But I'd, yeah, I'd love to be back at Kenilworth Road. I've, I've come to watch a few games this season, so... Hopefully I can carry on doing that and obviously Luton will always have a, have a place in my heart. Perfect, Jack. Thanks so much for chatting us today and uh, best of luck for the future. Thank you, Luke. Really appreciate it. 
uh, yeah, and we just want to thank Jack Stacey for joining us for that interview. Honestly, such a down-to-earth guy. We wish him all the best for the future. Um, and you never know, hopefully, guys, see him back at Kenilworth Road, maybe even on the pitch sometime in the future. I was going to say, maybe when he's 38 or something, we're getting back. <laughs> maybe. So. Jack Stacey bombing down the wing. Mate, he'd still, still be a fucking great uh, addition, wouldn't he? Probably at 38 years of age. What a player. I always, just, I just found with, with, with Jack Stacey, it, the way he spoke about the club over the last two years, he sounded like he really enjoyed his time with us. And that's like the impression I got from just, just chatting with him for 15 minutes. Is that time for him is just made his career, really. I, I think it's a lot easier for him to, um, because he won the league twice. He's in a winning team. And it's a lot easier to enjoy your football when you're in a winning team. Well, One if we go back to last year, um, that Portsmouth-Peterborough game, I know Jack said he was at the tottenham Mikes game. What were we all doing that night? Let's start with Stephen Picaro. <laughs> what were you two doing the night? Oh, right, right. <laughs> we were on iFollow, weren't we, mate? Yeah, yeah. I remember don't, don't, exactly don't... where you two were, lad. <laughs> I remember exactly where we were. Tell us the story. What were you two doing the night Peterborough beat Portsmouth at Fran Park? Well, exactly, we were actually in bed, weren't we, Steve? We were actually in bed, weren't we? Yeah. In your bed, yeah. Drinking yeah, we beer. Yeah. Drinking beer, watching the game on the iPhone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good night, though. That was a good night. Cracking night. I, I had to keep running over to the uh, landing to shout down to your mum and dad, say, oh, sorry about <laughs> Yeah, I remember now, actually. Yeah. They do not care. <laughs> it was a good night, though, man. It was, it was just as good as a victory for Luton, wasn't it? To see what it really. Tuesday night, pissed up in Steve's house. Great. <laughs> In his it's bed. Hard. Yeah, in his <laughs> bed. I think I cried yeah. that night. I think you did. Mate, I think a lot of Luton fans probably shed a tear that night. Um, Portsmouth had that disallowed goal, and, and you watch it back now, and you just think, what on earth was he thinking, passing it to a guy that mm. he was miles offside? Yeah. Thank, thank fuck, though. Yeah, thankfully he didn't know the rules that well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dave, what were you doing this time last year? I was sitting at home watching my phone, trying to sit in the living room because I didn't want to watch. I didn't want to watch the scores, but my phone went off crazy all of the time. I had, I don't know, God knows how many texts come through, wrong result coming through, wrong score coming through, uh, and then um, yeah, then just celebrated. Yeah, didn't it come up Portsmouth scored or whatever? Then obviously straight away. Yeah, they, they, yeah down the other end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was brilliant. I was at a uh, concert of um, uh, some like some don't, don't artists. <laughs> no, don't go tell like try and embarrass yourself, mate. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was literally at the O2 Academy. It's like this small venue in London, and I just that night I was like, we ain't gonna get promotion tonight. Like, There's no way Portsmouth fans Sunderland are both losing tonight. And then I get that text through on my phone saying Peterborough tune up, and you're like, oh my god, it could happen. And then you get the text saying tool, and you're like, oh, maybe not. And then the three-two Portsmouth text comes in, and you're like, well, what's the point? And then suddenly you get text saying three-two Peterborough, that goal was disallowed, and you're just like, what? And then it just like hits you that it's going to happen. Mad. And it was, that was a it, sick like, finish as well. Such a good finish. It was it Tony, um, wasn't it? Tony, yeah, he's a good player. Tony. And I remember I had a hotel in London that night, and I got back to the hotel. I had a few beers. And um, my video, which I made for Luton, went out online, and I just sat there and like watched that on repeat the remainder of the night. Literally, such a good evening. Non, completely unexpected. I watched that. watched that video the other day, actually, and there was so many good games we had last year. 
So like all of them, well, there's so many that stand out in there. Not only that, the atmosphere of the video was brilliant too. Um, yeah. And it did bring a lump to your throat, especially the ending of it. It got you really excited for the following season, didn't it? So, um, yeah, I celebrated that that way as well. I watched the video over and over and over. I had tears in my eyes because I've waited for that return. It's great. That's it. Oh, man, it's giving me goosebumps already just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, it's great. So when you look back at last year, so many games that stand out. If we, like, took away, let's say, like, Portsmouth at home, Sunderland away, uh, what, what game, apart from them two, stick out? Because them two are the obvious ones. What games stick out for you that season? For me, uh-huh. it would be the first game of the season, the Portsmouth game, when we lost 1-0. <laughs> oh, yeah. We battled I don't think we deserve to lose. We played so well that game. And I thought that was the point to me. I thought we could do well this season. I thought we were so good. Did not deserve to lose that at all. No, I know for me, I know the one game that really stood out for me, and I said to you, and I think I said to you all, I think the thing that turned it for us was that uh, victory over Oxford in the last minute away. 2-1. I yeah. wait at their place on the Tuesday night or wherever it was. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, it's brilliant, wasn't it? Was it 90 plus? Yeah, 90 plus. It was a crazy, crazy away game, wasn't it? A crazy away game. Yeah, we had a goal this night, didn't we, two minutes uh, previous yeah. to that as well? Yeah. It's, exactly, oh, it's mad. Exactly the same thing. Um, yeah. I sort of agree with you. The early games were great, but for me, one that's, again, another Tuesday night game in the rain when we went up, up to Bradford. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Stacey, there you go. It was, a, it was, you know, it was a, it was a back-to-the-wall game, that one, and we really plugged away. In fact, every away game I went to last season, I think I enjoyed. Every well, with that Bradford yeah. game, it was kind of like when a team's fighting at the bottom and, you know, you go into a place like Bradford, it's a big stadium. They they have 15,000 yeah. in or whatever. A cold, but, wet Tuesday night or whatever as well. Exactly. So windy, wasn't it? There, especially yeah. after three days earlier going all the way down to Plymouth for a nil-nil draw. You know, like, that's a lot of travelling. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's a proper ground-out victory, isn't it, that... One nil away win at Bradford. Oh, it's brilliant, mate. I just, I'll never forget it because, um, well, I think the thing we can't forget is the fact that you look around for a curry for about 45 minutes. Yeah, couldn't get well, a table, couldn't get a seat for a curry. You lot fucking whinged. I couldn't get a beer for about that time. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, it was a good away day, though. It was a good away day, but I next time we got Bradford, fucking book a table. When I was chatting to Jack Stacey, I, I said to him, and I, I feel like this is a fair point is the first half of the season I know Jones was in charge but it's gone I feel like most of it went quite unnoticed like we had some good results in that first half of the season and you look at like the 5-1 at, against Plymouth at home and and the 4-0 against Bradford the following week do you reckon it's fair to say that first half of the season hasn't been given enough credit as it deserves I think uh, both I, I both halves both halves get credit surely don't they you don't just look I mean, at one half of the season. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint at the end of the day. He's over 46 games, isn't it? So, I, think I don't think you can look at Yeah, I don't think you can look at any part of the season and go, oh, that went unnoticed. Because I think every single game, the consistency over the course of the 46 games, that's what done it. It wasn't just, I don't know, January to April, May or whatever. Or it weren't August till bloody January or whatever. But it was all, it was all consistency. I mean, we went through, look, what, a little rough patch, maybe towards the end of the last sort of 10 games. But, I mean, because you lot started bricking it, didn't you? Uh, Bert <laughs> yeah. Clay. Remember that? Yeah, remember that, yeah. boys? Yeah, I remember that one. If, uh, if people don't know what I'm talking about, go back to the uh, podcast after Burton Away. 
I'd see these fuckers cry about it. Because I'm pretty sure it was on that. <laughs> but I yeah, swear I that was you, bro, right? it? That was you, uh, mate. I uh, like uh, <laughs> don't think the evidence is there for everyone to see. But Dave, you remember, <laughs> didn't you? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, no, stuff I, after? I no, I agree with you totally. I, th- I think the beginning of the season for me, um, it was a bit... We knew we were playing well, but we weren't getting all the results we wanted to get. So people forget how well we were playing. That's what I feel about the beginning of the season. And it wasn't until we started creeping up the table and suddenly you kept thinking, you know what, we could do something here. When you got to the, you get to the, 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 the playoff area, and once you're in the playoff area, oh, maybe we're going to get playoffs. And then when we hit the top, we didn't leave the top. And that was the best feeling ever. And I agree with you, Batara. At Burton away, after we had a few beers in that pub, and then, you know, the podcast afterwards were very down because, you know, we should have done better there. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it didn't matter, did it? But this is it, though. It still came good at the end, didn't it? So, yeah. there we go. Yeah, always. Brilliant. So, when Jack Stacey was talking about the ambitions of the squad going into the, the League One season, he said that they knew they were good enough to get the playoffs. But I think for fans, everyone would have accepted just staying up in League One. What were, what were your expectations when we got promoted? No, not, not, not staying no. up, mate. We no? more than that. If I, we I think top half. At least playoffs, I was thinking. Or top half, yeah. Top half playoffs. Top Why really? not? Definitely, yeah. yeah. Well, mate, you, expect, you look at some teams in that league and you think, fuck me, that, like, who was it a couple of years back? Like, Stevenage getting to, I don't know, the playoffs in League One. If they can do it, why can't we? They're shite. <laughs> I keep going back to Stevenage, don't I? I hate them, but... <laughs> fucking scumbags but um but yeah like teams like Plymouth as well they just missed out and whatever else the season four what they're nothing special but if, if you would have said we would finish mid-table in league one and then the following year we'd push for promotion you'd have been like alright I'll take that yeah fair enough yeah yeah yeah. but like, you didn't expect us to go and win the title that convincingly no, no one expected us to win the title but everyone was especially with we challenge for promotion. We just come off the back of a really decent season, so let's challenge for promotion. If we don't get it, it don't matter. But let's not let's not fight with relegation. So you want to avoid all that crap. So uh, for me, it was like mid-table to playoffs was was our ambition. Mm-hmm. Would you say there was a turning point in the season, Batar? I know you've already mentioned the Oxford game, but would you say we, we should speak about that Sunderland game? Um, I know Dave's going to want to speak about how he. How we got to Sunderland. <laughs> no, I'm not going to mention that I flew to the game. Uh. <laughs> oh, you flew to the game? How did you fly? Tell us. Tell us more. <laughs> How did you fly? I think I've told you this before. Yeah, I, I flew With my to... wings. <laughs> Luton to Dublin, Dublin to Newcastle. Uh, you know what? I, I think it was the game that pulled everyone together. And, and it is in that promotion winning video that the scenes when the players have just done their warm up, they look up at the crowd and you just hear this massive roar of just like it just gives me goosebumps listening to it because it was that moment you just think Crazy. Like, we're all in this together and it's like Jack still... said as well that the manager's got are all in it. It's a quick thing. You know they said obviously there's three thousand loot in there. I swear to God there was more than that. Obviously I know that they said there was three thousand. Do you not think it sounded like there was more though? It was Probably the noise. Yeah, we were allowed. It was incredible. You listen back to it. I, I see um, the video the other day. I think it was one that you maybe uh, recorded or whatever. But nuts. Honestly, the noise. And you could hear it. And you thought, fuck me, 3,000 Luton fans doing that. Surely there's got to be more than that. Because it just sounded nuts. We could have won that day as well. 
I think it's one of my favourite away days I've had. Yeah. Uh, I've really enjoyed that weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, weekend was brilliant, wasn't it? There wasn't many games we didn't enjoy last season. You know, not many at all. Mm. All the away games... Even when we played bad. Sorry, Dave. Even when we played uh, bad sometimes, we were, we were hard to beat. We, we might have you know, got a bit fortunate at times, but in the end, we deserved it because we defended well when we needed to. We... You know, we just done everything right that season. That's what I felt. I felt like Luton, they done everything like right. Obviously, the added quality. Obviously, JJ coming through. Stacey on the, the right-hand side, acting like a winger and a full-back. Top man. But, and um, <laughs> everything, everything about it was brilliant. You know, you know, Kyle's work, right? Fantastic. Sometimes when you watch your team, you realise that they are something special for that season. And you know that when you go to the ground thinking you're going to win every week, rather than hoping you're going to win every week. I think that's where we got to. By the yeah. end of that season, we every turn up, you didn't fear anyone. Didn't fear anyone. You know, you wouldn't look, like now you look at the calendar now and you go, well, this weekend we should be playing Blackburn. Yeah. We? Yeah, Blackburn at home or something like that. You go, mm -hmm. well, oh, actually, you know, that could be a dodgy one. Last season, it was Sunderland to start with and Portsmouth. And then who? That's how I felt about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, that Peterborough game... Go on. Sorry. No, no, go for it, Steve. I was going to say that Peterborough away game, the one we lost. I think that was, what, the one of the last games we lost before we went on that unbeaten run? It must have been, yeah. Even, I think that was... Even that... That was one of the turning points for me. Yeah, but that day, it was, it was a really hot day. Had a few beers out there. We played terrible in the first half. Terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We could have... We could have second half. Mm. Turned it around. And, you know, we played so well, because we played so well at Portsmouth and then we, you know, we lose at that one and we draw with Sunderland, you're just thinking this could be an absolute crap season because we're playing well and we're not getting our results. But once it started picking mm -hmm. up, it never looked back. It was only going... That's it. Everything went right, in it, after that? Yeah, I loved it. Mm -hmm. That was great. I loved it. I loved it. Well, it's like I said to Jack Stacey, you can't talk about last season without mentioning the Portsmouth game. Um, it... It's, it's an incredible night of football, isn't it? It's just an insane night of football. And it's like I said uh, uh, to Jack earlier as well, uh, some Luton fans said that's the best first half they've ever seen from a Luton team. It was Every magnificent. Half, so yeah. good. We could have been so six, seven, eight up at half time. So many chances, didn't we? Oh, mate. It was in the snow, wasn't it? Was it that one? Yeah. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do I know I'll sit uh, next to you? Yeah, oh God, yeah. <laughs> it, was, but, um, yeah. it was a very good performance from us, and I, I would go with that. Um, was it the best we've ever seen? Mick Arthur said it was. Um, was it it's the best first half I've ever seen? Possibly. But Domination. Then, uh, we dominated them. They, yeah. they did not have a sniff in that first. It was, if you like, looked at them stats at half-time, the possession, the shots, just everything was probably the best half. It's the perfect first half of football. Yeah, it was. What was the score at halftime, by the way? 1-0, wasn't it? Was it 1-0? 1-0. Yeah, so the perfect... And then we came out second half and it was difficult, yeah. So you saved the perfect first half, but we only got one goal. Oh, Dave, don't a... you dare be like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't you dare. Because then the Moncur thing, although I was glad that it would happen, but if we'd got more than one goal, that game would have been over in the first half. It should have been. It really should have been. That's the drama. Well, on, yes. I, love the, I love the drama because we won. I love the drama because we won. 
but you wouldn't have loved the drama if we hadn't have won. And then you'd no, be probably. going, then you'd be going that first half, because we won, you're saying that was great. But if we didn't win, you'd have been going, that first half, we should have got four or five that first half. And we yeah, didn't. trust us. Yeah, so it's the drama. Yeah. This is why we love football, right? This is why we watch football. And this is why you watch Luton Town, because we know they're going to put your ups and downs. You know it. But it's never going to take away that season was fantastic, ever. It was. Well, that's another thing I said to, to Jack in the interview was uh, going into them last five or six games, was there any nerves? Because being a Luton Town fan, you know nothing is ever easy. We always seem to do things the hard way. And, you know, he said he got to a stage where it was like they'd been at top, on top for so long that it maybe did catch up with them, the nerves, and going into that Wimbledon game. Of course he would. Um, You're there to be shot at the end of the day, aren't you? Exactly. But we, we in the end, got through that pressure. Yeah, I think I think the nerves got to me and you as well, Luke, a little bit. Uh, burn away. Hey, there we go. Hey, hey. There we are. Hey, I fucking never thought of the day. I'm off now. See you later. <laughs> I think alcohol might have had a, a part to play. A bit of an influence, oh, yeah. On. We just went, we went to that Burton game expecting to win promotion that day. All we had to do was win. At half we were... time, we would have been up if the scores would have stayed the same. Yeah. All right, that's when I got absolutely twatted by the back of someone's shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you had butted someone, didn't you? By accident. Had a bloody like, nose, yeah. It was all over some poor bloke's coat and all over my fucking top, yeah. I think that's Lovely. the disappointment I, last, the last season, though. That the only disappointment is we weren't there the, the, to witness that moment. You know, if I'd done yeah. it, it would have been fantastic, wouldn't it? We'd have had a great day out. <laughs> We'd have seen us to clinch that promotion. But... It wasn't to be. And then it was happened, you know, when we weren't playing, which didn't take the glory away. It just loved to have been there. But I think it worked out in the best in the end, didn't it, really? Because uh, didn't we get, lift the trophy last game of the season? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Obviously, that could have been somewhere else, do you know what I mean? So I think last game of the season, I think that just caps it off. To win, was it against Oxford 3-0, was it? It was 3-0? 3-1, whatever it was, yeah. Was it Moncare again, wasn't it? Scoring a couple of goals or whatever. Okay. But what a season, though, boys. Eh? What a season. Oh, mate, it's good. I can't think of a better season than that, really. It's well, you're obviously, I've had many. Too young. too young, yeah. That's it, isn't it, Dave? Too young. Small boys <laughs> still. Actually, I'm not going to make a comment, actually. I'll leave it on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we get into some Instagram questions today? We've got quite a few Sorry. to get through. Um, um, Tom says, how tough was it to get Stacey on the podcast? It's all right, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a it was, um, to be honest, mate, Jack was so up for it when I, I, we messaged him on Instagram and we just said, as it's coming up to the anniversary of Loon being promoted, would you like to come on and chat? And he said, would love to chat about it, like nothing else to do in lockdown. Why not? Yeah. So, uh, in the end, it was actually quite easy, uh, but... Honestly, I can't speak highly enough of Jack Stacey because he's such a humble, down-to-earth guy. For a Premier League footballer, you know, to come and give me 15 minutes of his time, fair play to him. Um, what a legend. Uh, We've got Mark a few says, more lined up as well, haven't we? Well, Mark says, who do you have next as a guest? <laughs> there we go. Who have you got lined up? <laughs> We've got a few more lined up, haven't we, Luke? I think that'd be telling. I think, I think, I don't think you've got to keep that quiet. I'll tell you what, how about we ask a few people who they like? If we can get them, then... See yeah. what happens. Yeah, that'd be interesting, actually. Put it out, put it out yeah. on social media. How about that? 
Okay. Whatever Who would you like for us to try and get on the podcast? Because we have a few ideas. I have spoken to like Ricky Hill in the past, and Ricky's like up for it when it suits him. So I've got to wait for Ricky to be available. But if you would like someone on the podcast, let us know who, and we'll try and figure out. But we've got some ideas which we're working on. And some realistic ones, not like Nathan Jones or anyone like that. Fuck him anyway. We don't want to. Lewis says, what are your thoughts on Nigel Adkins and Ryan Lowe being linked with the manager's job at Luton? This has been... Ryan Lowe did a decent job, didn't he? At um, (laughs) Plymouth. Was it Barry? Is it Barry? Yeah, Before they went bust. Yeah. Hey, listen. We did decent job there. There's a vacancy. You're going to get linked with every sort of person, aren't you? So, someone's Mm -hmm. not got a job. They're going to be linked to it. So, wait and see. I think we're running out of time for today, guys, on the podcast. It's it's been a good one. It's been great having Jack Stacey on the podcast. We hope if you've listened this far, we hope you enjoyed the Jack Stacey podcast. Big round of applause, Jack Stacey, as well. Yeah. Well, well done, Stacey. Get us on social media, Owenda Town. Uh, get us on YouTube. If you're listening right now on Spotify or SoundCloud, we're on YouTube. Go watch the video version of our podcast. And uh, yeah, that's that. pretty much it for today. Thanks so much for listening. Rate us five stars on iTunes, on like us on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, and we shall see you maybe next week. Maybe yeah, next thank week. you very much. Depends. See yes. you soon.